0: Well, listen to the Don's Cast, an unofficial fan podcast about the greatest Australian football team, the Essendon Bombers. My name is Jamie. And I'm Nick. Mate, uh, well, I guess before we talk about the Essendon and Geelong game, uh, we did sign two players this week uh, prior to that match. Uh, would you like to name them? Yeah,
1: sure. So obviously, uh, Alec Waterman, who... Had played really well in the uh, pre-season game the week before, kicking four goals. Uh, he finally got his chance at AFL again, um, with assigning him on uh, a one-year deal to the rookie A-list, I believe. Uh, and then later in the week, a uh, bit of a surprise for mine. I'd not heard his name bandied around, but uh, Kane Baldwin uh, also joining the list. Uh, also was a rookie A, I believe, so on a 12-month, uh, contract there sort of interesting to hear some people talk about him um, you know on, on blitz and that kind of stuff and then they showed reports of you know going into the draft where people sort of looked at him and apparently he was um you know touted as a bit of a you know potential round one um even sort of uh, early to mid round one uh kind of player, like a, a good sort of lead up forward and certainly uh, some of the highlights going around for him looked really exciting he looked like a a Great mark, loves a goal, and actually seemed to have a bit of versatility about him. Um, what did you reckon of that, Jane?
0: Yeah, I had heard of Cain Baldwin, and he's had rotten luck. He obviously did that ACL when he's in his um 2016, 17, I think he was the 17, uh, 17 year old player. Uh, and then when he came back from that injury, he did, uh, it wasn't, he didn't actually do his ACL again but he did uh, another knee injury and uh, he's still recovering from that he should be ready in approximately you know a couple of months um, to be out there playing but um, I think Essen have taken a long-term view on this and if they can get him through um, you know get him more comfortable in his body uh, he's certainly a key position forward uh, again um, we've had we've drafted a few of those, uh, this year, when you think Josh Ayer as well, and obviously we've got Harrison Jones, um, it's really good. And yeah, you know, we don't know what kind of player Nick Cox will be ultimately. At the moment, he's a wing player, but he's another 200 centimetre player. So um, yeah, this has definitely been a year where the Bombers have really you know, taken, a, you know, I think, a mindful approach on their key forward stocks. Absolutely. And I think you're right, like we've taken that long-term approach and Gone. Look, if we can
1: get his body right, we've potentially stolen one here. Uh, You know, taking a bit of a punt and on key position players. uh, You actually, I actually don't mind that. I reckon it's a pretty sound use of the rookie spots. Um, Because if he can get right and, uh, you know, can actually bring those sort of traits of his game that made him such a highly touted potential draft pick uh, to the Bombers, it'd be fantastic. And he looks a solidly built lad and. Uh, by all reports he's got his head screwed on straight so uh, seems a pretty smart kid uh, hopefully he makes the most of this opportunity and is able to really um, you know try and cement a spot first off obviously getting his body right then potentially you know going through the VFL and uh, yeah, I suppose re relearning his craft um, at that level against senior senior bodies uh, which would be fantastic and then obviously with waterman Um you know, if he can continue to, uh, you know, present and uh, work hard at his game, which uh, by your report seems to be exactly what he's doing um, and potentially get his opportunity. Like this is exactly what you want the rookie lists uh, for, you know, given opportunities to blokes who look through, uh, you know, one way or another, they, uh, they weren't picked up or maybe given, give guys another opportunity like Waterman. Uh, I think it's fantastic from Essendon and, uh, you know, all reports are for the next draft. It's it's pretty uh, pretty deep when it comes to mids. So it looks like we've gone look. Um, not only have we taken the five talls in the draft, but let's have another crack. Um, you know, with with Baldwin um, on the rookie list and, and obviously Waterman uh, forward there, and potentially load up in a whole bunch of mids uh, into the draft for twenty twenty one.
0: Yeah, and I think that's right. Baldwin looks, you know, powerfully built. Um, and he looks like, you know, if he, as you said, if he can get his body right, um, this is what I think a lot of clubs will be doing this year because a lot of the under 18s never got to play last year. There's going to be some really um, good players out there and a lot of, uh, you know, hidden diamonds, really. So uh, I think. Uh, Adrian Dodoro has probably, you know, read the tea leaves and probably thought, you know, this is a bit of a steal if we can get him right, and um, you know, at the risk of a, you know, rookie spot. Um, yeah, I don't think it's much risk at all. So, yeah, let's hope. Um, I wouldn't be looking for him uh, for uh, Kane to be playing too much footy in 2021, but I think the club will be more, you know, looking for him to, you know get that body right and uh, decide whether he could be potentially uh, part of Essendon's future. And I think if he survives past this year in terms of uh, being drafted and um, even if he doesn't play a lot of footy this year, if the club has faith in him, uh, he could be a long-term prospect.
1: Absolutely. And I think we've actually seen a little bit of that. Over the last few years, James, you know, it's, you know, you look at Sam Draper, for example. You know, we plucked him out of uh, South Australian leagues there, where he was previously a goalkeeper in in soccer, and we just saw enough in him, put the time in, try to develop him, um, and obviously he's turned out, you know, bloody well. Uh, we've obviously tried a few other ter- a few other talls rather, um, and you know, not all of them have have uh, you know come out, but look when. You, you're sort of given limited opportunities to uh, uh, sort of blood players and develop them. Um, key positions are really uh, like they, <laughs> they don't grow on trees like these 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 big body players. So if you get a chance, and um, can really um, have a go at them. Some of them can turn out really well. Obviously, you, uh, there's hits and misses, but uh, I think that's um, – yeah, it's, it's really good for Messina to actually show a bit of um, – you know, strategic thinking and look forward, not look at the player now, look at the player they could be. Um, because really for the rookie spots, um, that's that's what you want, just to have a crack and, um, you know, try to develop these guys into players. Um, but look, there's a, there's a few good signs on um, on the horizon for Essendon, you know, talk talking about the future. And I think, um, you know, the fourth episode of the Road to 2021 uh, series came out, Jamie and... I found that um, absolutely brilliant. You know, they talked about rebuilding the culture of the club and it was not just about the AFL men's side. You know, they were talking about the VFLW and they spent quite a bit of time, um, you know, with the the vision of the VFLW girls and talking about, you know, it's a whole of club thing. So VFLW um, girls should be able to interact with the VFL guys as well as the AFL guys and everyone learned from each other. And um, look, uh, everyone spoke really well. I mean, uh, we saw the, the captain of the VFLW girls. We saw um, sort of Courtney Eagle, uh speak in front of the, the team. Uh, we saw Zach Merritt talk about the, the culture of the club. And that's the one that sort of um, warms the cockles of my heart, Jane, because uh, we really need Zach Merritt to fall back in love with the club uh, to, you know, hopefully he signs back on. And, uh, yeah, it was just great to see. I mean, what did you take out of that uh, episode, Jane?
0: Yeah, it was really fascinating. As you know, I'm really impressed. The club is taking that mindful approach of, you know, rebuilding the culture of the club, and I think it was overdue. Um, and uh, even hearing uh, some footage, I think uh, Scooter played it uh, off a, a clip where uh, Dyson talks about, you know, Essendon was built on being hard, uh, hard working, and hard edged, and um, you know. Dyson reiterating that to his players was really good to hear um, you know hey we're going to work at this um, you know from a defensive point first and then build our attack from that and um, and then obviously yeah send to BFLW you know the club's really really uh, determined to get an AFL license uh, for the AFLW license and um, I hope that AFL's on board with it. I I believe we're in partnership with Hawthorne of all teams to try and uh, put in a case to bring us two clubs into the next season. Um, So Essendon and Hawthorne are working on a joint submission to get the two teams um, added for next year. So who would have ever thought Essendon and Hawthorne would work um, (laughs) together on something? But um, yeah, let's hope that Comes across, um, you know, obviously, I think it's long overdue. And um, if the AFL are really serious about the AFLW, then you have to bring in clubs like Essendon and Hawthorne, who have huge um, supportership, you know, memberships and um, supporters. And, you know, the interest will only go up. So um, I know there's concerns about, you know, obviously the depth, but, uh, you know, with all these young girls now playing um, football at all levels, uh, I really think it, you know, it can't be much worse than when they first started because a lot of those girls at that time were really raw. Now you're going to be drafting girls who have probably been playing for you know six or seven years by the time you draft them. And, um, yeah, I think there's going to be a plethora of good players out there.
1: Yeah, mate, that's, that's a great call. I mean, just going back on on Heppel's, uh, you yeah. know, call to the players uh, it was sort of great to see him talk in front of the group um you yeah, know and him sort of dropping the expletive saying he's uh really excited um you know about the year to come and that says to me that they're, they're sort of rebuilding this culture around the club and uh, it's just fantastic to see and you know with the vflw girls um, you know yeah like I'm fully on board I, I really do hope we get the uh, aflw license um yeah obviously with their huge supporter bases um yeah they they'd sort of be be silly not to um and i think you're right jame like when the aflw sort of came in they um, actually drafted a lot of just athletes um you know whatever background they came from um to make sure they had enough um players to sort of like who could run out the games because it's a obviously very uh grueling taxing game but um you know, it was obviously great. You know, the the girls have been obviously tolling away in the background. And, you know, that seems to have uh, come to um, really good sort of development stages. They actually got a win on the weekend. So the, their first win of the uh, BFLW season actually got up uh, four goals, 7-31 against Casey Demons, uh, who kicked three goals, 4-22. Uh, and I reckon it would um, have to have put a grin on Josh Marney's face uh, with his new side getting up against his old side. Um, and hopefully, you know, that that gives, you know, not only the, the girls in the VFLW but the club as a whole that renewed push to go, nah, come on, like we're we're good enough. Let's um uh let's see if we can get this AFLW license. And uh, you know, if we're teaming up with uh uh with Hawthorne, uh, yeah, it'd almost be good to see uh sort of bring out, you know, Dermot Brereton, you know, against the dirty rottens as he calls us. Um just for a bit of um yeah get get the sort of message out there that you know both sides are really serious about um, getting AFLW licenses and, and see where it goes but uh this is great to see this whole of club
0: uh, culture being built yeah definitely and, and long overdue well mate I'm really happy I um, actually went to my first footy game in, since 2019 I, I made the trip up the highway to see the bombers play the cats um and Gee, it was a great feeling just even being in uh, enemy territory, uh, just to sit in the ground and, and see the players live. You know, I really missed that. Um, yeah, I went up with my daughter, and my daughter was so excited just to, you know, be able to see you know, the, the players live again. And um, yeah, I just thought, you know, uh, yeah, I was really impressed with our defensive uh, work rate in that game. And even though we didn't win, uh, there was a lot of highlights to come out of that game. Yeah, that's
1: that's because apparently there was about twenty thousand people at the game, James. Um yeah, what was the sort of atmosphere like? You know, I guess because everyone's, you know, back at the footy again after a long time away.
0: Yeah, there wasn't that many, mate. I think it was uh capped at eighteen thousand. Mm-hmm. And I think I read there was twelve. I think it was only about eleven or twelve thousand, mate, but um oh, right. Yeah, they, they did have um, social distancing measures. And even where I sat, there was quite a few rows that had to be vacant um, in between rows. Um, so, yeah, I think there was only the eleven or 12,000. But the the, uh, the good point was that there was a lot of uh, Essendon noise, actually, uh, you know, at the game. Um, so that showed me that yeah, even Essendon supporters were really keen to get up and it didn't matter where it was played. Um, the fan base followed um, and and might not be in huge numbers yet but um, you know I think tomorrow is uh, when the tickets go on sale for the Hawks game mate and um, yeah I'll be sitting at that computer <laughs> I think I'll have about three different computers set up mate because um, I'm always paranoid I'm going to miss um, so I'll have about three different people <laughs> at the ready to uh, try and Get a ticket because, you know, for Essendon and Hawthorne they obviously the AFL didn't agree to move the game to the MCG. Um, they it's only being played at Marvel, and you know, to think there's only twenty six thousand, uh, you know, seats, and between two clubs, the sizes of Essendon and Hawthorne plus uh, out of that will be um, obviously AFL members and um and, and all those kind of things. So. I'll be very interested in how quick those tickets go.
1: Yeah, mate, hopefully
0: you get up and uh, plenty of other
1: Bombers fans uh, get around it and head to the game. Um, obviously, uh, with the game being played at GMHBA, we know uh, you know Geelong fans don't always travel, mate. So uh, mm. <laughs> I guess, yeah, it was great to see so many um, Essendon fans there at the ground. And yeah, let, I'm uh, really hoping to see plenty more uh, you know, Essendon fans Fans get around to games this season. We know it's going to be a long season in terms of. Uh, I, I don't think there's going to be too many wins. Uh, I definitely foresee a lot more losses in the uh, in the in the book there. But look, I, I think from what we've seen so far, there's plenty of uh, pleasing signs. So um, yeah, you know, should we go quarter by quarter, Jane?
0: Yeah, well, I thought we might have a break first, mate, and then come back and and launch into the yeah you know, a bit of the review of the first half and. Um, we'll take it from there. Beautiful. Sounds good. All right. We'll, uh, we'll have a break and we'll be back. You all yeah, listened to the Don's cast. And, mate, as we discussed the first quarter of the Essendon versus Geelong-Amy series game um, – what did you take out of the start of the game?
1: Yeah, look, there was um there's plenty of excitement. It was, like to me, the, the big thing I love is uh you yeah, know, seeing Sammy Draper uh in the Ruck. You know, obviously it was against DeConing, um, a highly rated sort of youngster. Um, so obviously uh DeConing was giving away a bit in terms of uh, body size. I thought he looked a really good athlete though. Um so it was a I thought it was a, a pretty good contest. Obviously he's Draper had the sort of better of it uh, for mine. Um, so, uh, yeah, it's good to see him make the best of that opportunity to be that bigger um, Ruckman. Um, but, look, yeah, to start things off, look, the Cats got that first goal after Francis sort of left his man to try a big fist at the footy, uh, and he didn't quite make the contact he wanted. Um, I don't mind that, though. Like, I think his instincts were right. Uh, just the execution uh, was a bit... of bit of miss. Um, uh, but um, no, I thought it was uh, sort of quite good vision from him. But the thing I, I really liked seeing was um, those really good signs early with uh, Parrish and Caldwell. They were just in everything. You know, Draper was tapping the ball beautifully to their advantage in the rack, And we were getting plenty of the pill. But we just didn't have that polish to, to finish. Um you know, you could also say we haven't quite gelled yet with communication. You know, there was a an entry by Parrish into the forward line where both Smith and Wright were going for the footy, uh, but it didn't like, look like either of them sort of called for it or claimed it and it ended up sort of spilling to the Cats after Dev made a bit of a non-committal late attempt to mark.
0: Yeah, that's right. Um, yeah, well, when the Cats got that second goal fairly quickly after the first um, and the second goal was much worse because Hawkins was just lurking out the back Um, and all our defenders had pushed up to about mid ground, uh, midfield. And yeah, just left Geelong with overlap and Rowan kicked his second goal after a handball from uh, Hawkins who was on his own. And uh, I must admit, mate, I I did go to the game thinking that Geelong had a pretty strong side and I just wanted to see effort from us. But um, after those quick, Two goals. I thought we're in for a long day, but um, or a long night. But yeah, you're right. We we actually, um, you know, I was really impressed with Caldwell and Parish, and even Shield was starting to, you know, he worked really hard. um, You know, I saw a lot more defensive effort from Shield. Um, My criticism of him sometimes is that he runs hard when he's going to receive the ball, but sometimes I don't think he runs as hard. Um, defending, and I saw a lot of that in that first quarter, which was really good to see. Uh, hopefully, you know, he's been spoken to about that. Um, and you, you're right, it, it took a while for us to get that first goal, but um, you know, we had a, it wasn't without our chances, if, if you know what I mean. Like, and I think across the whole night, and include, including the first quarter, our biggest uh, downfall was that. Moving the ball between the you know the defence to the through the midfield was fantastic to watch. It's that last possession going inside fifty. We just couldn't nail a pass, you know, the finishing pass, and um, you know that's something that you know I guess we'll work on through the season. But you know we've got a pretty young forward line when you think of uh, you know key forwards. Peter Wright hasn't played a lot of senior footy for a while. Um, you know he, he didn't play a game last year with the Suns. Uh, You got Harrison Jones, who hasn't debuted yet. Um, But obviously, he's got a lot of talent. Um, So it's going to take a little while. But I just think our mids need to finish off that kick. And a couple of times, and and I thought Parrish played really well, so this isn't a knock on him. I think he's kicking inside 50. I think he can do better than that. Um, Just a couple of times, his kicks were either lack depth or, yeah, he just – didn't quite hit the target that we needed. Yeah, I think
1: all those points are spot on, Jay. You know, uh, uh, I think those goals early, um, it just seemed like we didn't hold any form of our structure. Um, but I think the boys will learn from it. And certainly throughout the game, they, they certainly seem to straighten up a bit. Um, and, you know, I totally agree with our entry inside 50. Like, obviously, you know, that kicking... Kicking on goal is, is also another factor area. But, you know, that that last kick inside 50 is, is one where we really need to, to clear up. But, um, look, there were some great highlights. You know, I love that mark from Francis. He sort of um, stretched out a mitt and plucked the footy from the sky with one hand to take a classy mark on the uh, half-back line there. And he then kicked it forward to a contested situation. And Harrison Jones took that grab, uh, a bit of a, a sort of double, um, double pump, um, which was really nice to see. Um, you know, and his kick in, in inside to Langford, yeah, it wasn't the best, it sort of skied a bit, and you know, the cats were able to uh sort of fend it. We did scrap it back though, um, which is really pleasing to see. We didn't just let them uh take it off our hands, so I think our intent around the footy uh was really good, and there was plenty of tackles being laid, plenty of pressure around the footy, um, you know. It, and it was again like with Draper. I just loved seeing him take a few marks around the ground, looking very physical. Uh, and he's he's so mobile, like he he just moves and you know almost um, makes a hole through the uh, through the uh, opposition where they don't want to stand in his way. And um, yeah, he's able to sort of be that sort of release um, man. Um, and the one another thing I really liked. Look at I don't think. Um, you know, Peter Wright had the most fantastic game, but I thought he was solid, and I love that big crunch uh, from Peter Wright to take the wind out of Connor. Um, you know, I think it showed good intent, um, and I hope that's an aspect he'll continue to add into his game because uh, you know I think one thing that forwards. Um, well, certainly, SM forwards over a long time haven't used for a while. Is making the defenders think twice about sort of coming across him to intercept. And I think, you know, if, if defenders know there's going to be, you know, a hundred kilos plus of muscle pummelings into them um, uh, if they want to take that mark, um, you know, they'll have to know they're going to earn that touch. Um, so I thought that was quite good from him.
0: Yeah, I thought the physicality was really good. Um, yeah, and. Hooker himself is, like, so powerful. Um, yeah, his weakness, obviously, is his speed at times. and um, But, I, yeah, he, he makes defenders work as well, like in terms of his physical approach. He'll make sure that they um, do wear a body if um, yeah, they come across him as well. So I think that's a, another good thing about adding a little bit of physicality to the key position position. Uh, areas, um, and then Harrison Jones will be more the, you know, the one that runs roams up right up to the wing to find the footy and bring it back in, because um, he's such he's so athletic. Um, but uh, then we saw, mate, uh, you know, we've done really well to get back into the game um, in that first quarter, and with a minute to go, um, you know. We saw that Higgins got that uh, where Heppel was uh, judged deliberately. And it was deliberate. He kind of kicked it out of bounds um, from the ground. And, um, yeah, we saw Higgins take a snap at goal with, you know, around 50 seconds to go. And uh, Aaron Francis marked it clearly, I thought, inside the field to play. But the goal umpire thought different. And, you know, with no goal review, um, yeah, gave him a, a goal, and you know, that one really you know, bemused me, that's for sure.
1: Yeah, I think you're absolutely right, James. You know, if you know, when you look at it, Francis um, was basically on the goal line when he jumps forward to, to take the mark. So he was at least two feet out when he took that mark. But the thing that really confused me was it was actually called a goal by the field umpire. So the goal umpire didn't call it, um, basically the the field umpire overruled the goal umpire's decision and said, no, 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 that's, that's gone through. So like, what can the goal umpire do? He's like, okay, well, you know, it it didn't go through for a, um, for a point or whatever. Um, so it must've, must've been a goal. Uh, and that's just sort of, you know, it just seems crazy to me that, you know, your one job as a goal umpire is to call the scores as you see it. So I just don't understand how the, how he can be overruled by, um, you know an umpire inside the field of play who doesn't have a good line of sight of the goal line, um, you know whether it's gone uh, one side of the line or or not.
0: Um, yeah, I wasn't aware of that, mate. I didn't know. I thought it was the goal umpire's decision. But it, did you say on the vision? Did it say? Yeah, that? on the
1: vision, like the um, the officiating umpire is actually. Um, yeah, he stops uh, Aaron Francis when he's going to kick out. Um, mm. and he's got no no, That's gone through. And the goal umpire's like, oh, okay. Well, I guess I'll call it a goal then. Um, <laughs> like, I know maybe I'm reading it wrong, but um, I don't know if anyone wants to have a squeeze of that bit of play. It's, yeah, as you said, about 50 seconds before the uh, first quarter siren. Um, just seemed really strange uh, to me. But look, yeah, good sides um, again in that quarter. Like how bloody good is Ridley? He's just so composed with the ball and showed real great agility. Like he just weaves in and out of traffic uh, almost sort of effortlessly and still is able to deliver it beautifully to a man up the field.
0: Yeah, he's um, a, he's great. And I think, um, yeah, it's a good point. I, I can't remember who who it was. Um, might, have, might have been one of the age commentators said, like how undervalued um, Ridley is, you yeah, know, even after his efforts on the um, on. Saturday, um, how we kind of just ignored it, like almost put it down to him having just a Ridley game. Um, Mm -hmm. and he's ended up with like, I think 24 disposals and, you know, most times hit a target with that. So, um, you know, and to think that this guy had only played like 30 games of footy, you know, it's pretty unheralded for what he's been doing.
1: Oh, absolutely mate. Um, I did want to note also, um, you know, we started to show some really good, um, link up play. Um, so that first goal to Dev Smith, it really all started when McGrath grabbed the ball out of the air, handballed to Merritt, who started that chain of handballs to Caldwell, Carl, Snelling to shield. He then used his right peg, um, you know, to hit Waller out. Uh, he was out of, uh, like out in the forward line and, um, There was no congestion around. So they worked it out really well there. And Tipper just laced out Dev Smith, who was able to slot that goal from 20 metres out. Um, So that's a sign to me of that, you know, handball game we started to uh, see develop last year under Caracella. They're really starting to think about, okay, let's use this to actually work out of congestion. I I think at times last year, you know, we were sort of handballing for the sake of it and not really sure what the actual um, intended outcome of that was, but now we seem to be doing it quite smartly. Um, so if we can continue to use the ball well inside 50, um, you know, that, that play up the ground will just show, um, you know, real dividends. And um, look, Hooker had a couple of shots at quarter, um, but not much success. Hopefully he'll continue to work on that. Um, but as we saw, he, he warmed into the game, no worries. Um, but look, you know, after Guthrie, Also kick the goal in that last minute there to end the quarter. Uh, We were down by 15 points, so Geelong led uh, four goals, 2-26 to our one goal, 5-11.
0: Yeah, and it's really disappointing for them to get those two goals in a minute. Now, I know um, we're not playing for sheep stations again, so, um, but that's one area I just wish Essendon will get right is that we don't allow teams to get continuous goals and especially quick continuous goals because it's just sometimes it it can really break your back in terms of uh, you do all that hard work for a quarter and just let up in the last five minutes or you know in our case last minute Mm -hmm. and watch you know your hard work just get evaporated by Geelong coming in and you know kicking those last two goals in a minute and um, even though the Higgins one was questionable, or you know shouldn't be questionable, but should have been questionable. Um, yeah, I would have liked to have seen us, st- yeah, being able to kill those last thirty seconds rather than let you long, you know, get another scoring shot. Mm. But we went into the second quarter, mate, and how did you see that? Yeah, I thought we started the uh, the quarter
1: really well. Like, there was a lovely bit of work in the middle uh, with Parish doing the old one-two with Zerrett. Uh, to then kick it inside 50, and Hooker used his strength to shrug a tackle and turn around and kick a mongrel pump through the sticks for a goal, and I I just thought it was a really nice bit of play. And then the next play saw Shield sort of bust through the middle of the ground and kick it forward, uh, which was taken by Peter Wright. And look, you know, Peter Wright Wright should have kicked that. Um, You know, it wasn't that much of a difficult angle, but, you know, at least we got the shot. Um, But, geez, yeah. Again, goal kicking is sorely needed uh, for the boys.
0: Yeah, we you know we wasted a lot of opportunities uh, that quarter again. Like, um, we obviously we did kick four goals that quarter, mate. Um, but again, it was four goals five instead of one goal five in the first quarter. So, yeah, to finish the quarter five goals ten. But, um, what I really liked about it was you know, that continual link up play, mm. and. Um, last year, I must admit, I was quite concerned what kind of coach we are getting in Rutten because some of the messages were, you know, especially around Sardi wanting to go and so forth, it was kind of, you know, a bit of murmurs that Rutten didn't want to play that fast style going, uh, attacking game. And that's the kind of stuff that Sardi and kind of enjoyed. Um, and he was going to make it more dour and, you know, trying to, yeah, you know, contained. But I thought that my thoughts were that we we are going to be an attacking side again, and and look to generate run from that back line. and that gave me a little bit of confidence, especially the way we played. Um, you know, from the back line heading towards you know, our forward fifty.
1: Yeah, absolutely. And like Hind has just slotted in beautifully. Um, you know, he got about twenty possessions or so and used the ball really well. And geez, he's he's quick, mate. Um. And he, he actually just seems to weave in there traffic and, you know, continue to present. So he's um, he's done really well there and very glad we picked him up. Um, you know, with our goals, um, you know, it was great to see McGrath able to sort of crumb the ball off a hepple spoil. Uh, and he launched the ball from outside 50 to go through for a beautiful goal. And How good's a goal-kicking mid, mate? Um, and, and Caldwell showed some great stuff too. Like he got involved defensively um, and really Gut run to to get involved on in one bit of play where he was uh, he had the ball off the uh, sort of back pocket uh, handballed inboard and then kept running up the ground to then again get involved off the half back uh, along the boundary to win us some important territory um, and it's those sorts of efforts that really um, sort of set you up. No, they're not the the game winning things, but they're the important things as a um, game continues to wear on that um, shows you geez, this bloke, he's just willing to work hard. And I reckon he's going to win a lot of um, uh, a lot of hearts, you know, just the way he, he plays, Jane. Um, uh, there was a, a brilliant run of play. Um, you know, we just showed, we just had a real good intent. Um, so Merritt uh, sort of pressured and bumped the ball carrier Clark off the halfback. He, he grubbed it. Uh, Stewart picked up the ball, who released Hind with a handball. He popped it over the top to Waller, who passed it to Caldwell, who again released Hind, who charged through and hit Smith lace out uh, with a beautiful pass on the half-forward flank. It was just great ball movement. Uh, it really opened up the play. Um, we stuffed it from there, unfortunately, when Deb kicked it into the defender, but there were just some um, really good signs. Uh, you know, Nick Cox looked lively. Um, you know, he just seems to be able to get involved uh, even though he is very light and frame. Um, he actually doesn't mind doing the hard stuff though. Like I even saw him uh, tackle uh, Josh Jenkins down and he's not a small boy at all, mate. Uh, you know, for, for someone of uh, Cox's, uh, you know, uh, yeah, small frame at the moment, um, I thought he showed uh, real gumption and, uh, in that quarter, he had uh, a couple of pings at goal. Um, you know, both snaps, one off his left, one off his right. Uh, both missed, unfortunately. Um, but uh, I reckon with a bit more confidence and composure, like
0: he'll kick those. Yeah. Um, then we saw why Geelong were so fortunate to get someone like Jeremy Cameron. He um, kicked the next two goals, mate. And um, yeah, I've got to say, uh, you know, it always bemuses me again that. You know, when these really good sides can just add, you know, someone who's won the GWS Giants goal-kicking nine times, um, you know, to add that to the team that was runners-up last year, uh, you wonder, yeah, you know, how are we going to get an even competition when that continues to happen? But, um, yeah, Jeremy Cameron was, uh, you know, kicked a couple of goals in a row. But the good thing is, again, we didn't drop our heads. And we continued to work hard defensively and um, really tied up Geelong. You know, Geelong didn't have the free reign of their own ground. Um, and we kind of we were still playing daring footy. We tried to go through the midfield, uh, you know, through the centre, uh, which was really promising. And being at the ground, mate, it was really good to watch, just the, the way that we could, um, you know, you saw the overlap running and, you know, players creating space and, yeah, that's something that we didn't see a lot of last year.
1: Yeah, that's that's great insight, James, because I think that's the thing you miss from not being at the ground. Like you don't see the whole um, the whole play, how we're structuring up, um, what players are doing what off the ball. And I think, you know, it says a lot about a player, what you do off the ball as opposed to, you know, what you do um, just with the ball. Um, so, yeah, it's great to hear that we're we're starting to show those, those signs that, yeah, as you say, that overlap run, uh, that working for each other and that kind of thing. Um, you know, there are a couple of um, really good moments for me. You know, I thought Laverde played solidly in defense. Um, like he got involved with plenty of defensive fists and good positioning with his body. Look, I'll put my hand up mate and say, you know, when it was touted, he was going to play defense. I honestly didn't see him being suited to, uh, to playing a defensive role, uh, but I think he played quite well. Uh, we saw Langford get more involved in the play and, um, yeah, he'd been giving uh, sort of plenty of run and kept presenting and it was great to see when uh, Aaron Francis absolutely pinpointed that pass to him about 40 meters out uh, and then Lankford went back and dobbed and the goal It was just great to see those boys uh, link up. I also thought uh, Stewart played quite well. I actually really like him uh, down back and, and thinks he I think he looks uh, you know really solid like, he used his body and his agility to really make an impact down there. And I thought, you know, he, he competed uh, fairly well against, uh, you know, Tomahawk and, you know, if he had to pick up Jenkins down there. Um, you know, I thought he uh, looked, looked pretty solid.
0: Yeah, he's a real athlete. Um, you know, I was, his defensive running was really impressing to me. Um, you know, I always saw him kind of a stand-up mark kind of player um, and was a bit of a liability when the ball hit the ground. But um, I really think he's improved that because, again, defensively, he was great. He, um, he made a couple of lunges and, you know, there was one play where Cameron thought he was away and, you know, Stuart's thrown the body forward and grabbed him and, you know, kind of impacted the kick. Um, and, yeah, you know, he's got pretty sure hands, Stuart, which we know. Um, and his kicking was improved from the back line, I thought. So, yeah, I think it's a real spot. Well, hopefully he hasn't done too much damage with that hamstring awareness that, um, uh, you know, that was referred to by Ben Rutten after the game. Um, yeah. Uh, you have to laugh, mate. Sometimes you wonder, you know, do players not know they have hamstrings? But, um, <laughs> uh, but uh, honestly, um, hopefully, yeah, he isn't too sore um, and, you know, he can get up for the Hawks game. Um, also, like, you know, we saw Peter Wright take that contested mark. A double mm. grabber, mm. Um, and that was really pleasing for him to go back and you know kick a goal. It was you know on a pretty tight angle, like you know, and he just kind of you know, caressed that ball through the goals. And uh, he had missed an earlier shot that he probably should have kicked. Um, it was pleasing to see him kick that harder one. Um, and I think you know, again, I don't think he's ever going to be a dominant forward where he's going to kick you five or six goals, but. Yeah, I think honestly, if we can get a couple of goals out of him each week, and he makes the uh, defender, you know, you know, play on him and respect him, um, I think that's going to be enough. You know, as long as we put you know, defensive pressure in our forward line. Yeah, that's a that's a great call, James. Um, you
1: know, that's uh, like he the th- the pleasing thing for me is he kept involved all game. Um, and there was times, uh, you know, particularly oh, it might have even been in the second half where we actually went down defence and helped out a bit, and we saw him go in the ruck, um, you know, a few occasions, and I thought he did pretty well. I think he's a good uh, competitor. Um, yes, he's contested marking and uh, goal kicking. Um, yeah, he still do a bit of work, but um, no, it was great to see him kick that goal. And I'm hoping he brings that confidence uh, going into the season. Uh, and just on Stuart James, like the, the, I suppose the benefit from uh, watching the game on the couch is you got to see the, the vision of you know when he was walking off the, with the trainers. The good thing is like he there was no sign of a limp or anything like that. Um, it just did look like that. He's like, oh, he, you know, I felt it a bit there, and we've just put him in ice. So um, no, I think I think he'll be fine. Um, now there's a um, another a good bit of play where uh, sort of Carl picked Higgins' pocket and passed it out to Draper, who got it to Parrish, uh, and kicked it inside 50 to hooker. Look, again, it's that entry going inside 50 that uh, continues to um, be our issue. But, um, yeah, I'm sure the boys will be able to polish that up. Um, but a the, the, the big highlight for me was that big, strong grab by Draper in the forward 50, uh, who was laced out by Langford. Look, horrible kick for goal. Um, <laughs> didn't really uh, look like um, you know, kicking straight. But, yeah, it was a great mark nonetheless, and I'm sure he'll continue to work on his goal kicking because I think uh, if Draper can rest down forward, he'll cause plenty of headaches uh, for opposition defenders. Um, and, you know, even though he only kicked a point there, uh, with that, we hit the front, mate. Um and we ended up finishing that half leading uh, five goals, 10-40 to the Cats, six goals, two thirty eight.
0: Yeah, and you can see like 15 scoring shots, you know, to eight. Um, yeah, it has quite vast difference. And, you know, this is a team we were playing against who was in the grand final last year. Now, again, they still named a very strong side, um, you know, and they're much more mature than us in terms of their body structures and um yeah I was really impressed, yeah, how we played and um I'd seen enough glimpses that'll give me a lot of confidence and um I'm a bit the same as you mate. I don't expect us to play finals this year. But I'm gonna enjoy going to the footy and seeing a side on the rise and you know, it looks like it's gonna be a side that can be on the rise and sustain it going forward so that we get that improvement each year and um you know I just want to see, hopefully we can hold up for most of the year um, because sometimes with young bodies you can fall away a bit as the season goes on, you know that, that um, you know the tiredness of the season and um, the strain of playing each week um, can actually you know wilter away as the season progresses it, um you know as we saw last year you know where we only, one one out of our last ten games, mate. Look, well, um, I don't want to see a fall away like that. But I mean, if we can early especially um, bring that defensive effort, and we can say, "Yep, that's how Essendon play." That you're not going to have free run. You're not going to get a run on against this side without, you know, really breaking them apart and not, um, you know not through. Uh, Essendon's effort but through your brilliance is, uh, that's how you beat them and um, yeah I, I was really impressed with this, you know, just the game style and I guess that's what we've been asking for for a long time, what kind of coach is Ben Rutten going to be and I've got to say my first glimpse and, and I, I understand it's only a glimpse um, it, it was better than anything I saw last year with Walswold and Rutten working together
1: yeah, that's that's great to hear, Jamie I think you're absolutely right. Like having a um, sort of a game style, a dependable game plan, um, we can sort of put up and hopefully be able to compete is um, is what we want to see as as fans. And um, you know, to counter that, um, I suppose that that argument of um, yeah, that it's a long season, people can get worn down. I'm hoping like our like it's our younger brigade of players that um, that are really um, shining for us um, at the moment I, I dare say we continue to expect that um, throughout the season I think there's plenty of uh, uh, competition for for spots uh, and plenty of young boats who really want to make their mark I mean um, you know even starting that third like the things that really stood out to me was you know the taps from Draper to Parrish um, you know in the ruck and and in the inside 50 like these are young men um, sort of going out there. It, it's not like we're not relying on, uh, you know, the old stages to to get us through. Uh, you know, don't get me wrong, obviously, that second half, Hooker got a run on with his goal kicking. Um, but that wasn't the thing that was, um, you know, really driving us forward. It was the young players uh, coming through. So I'm, I'm really hoping that gives us good momentum uh, going forward through the season, mate. Um uh, yeah, it's just really good science going through, and I'm sure the uh, the boys are going to get around each other uh, and push, uh, not for a you know a tilt at the flag this year, but hopefully just to push that uh, sort of playing culture, that performance culture, uh, to make us a competitive side for for many years to
0: come. Yeah, well, in that third quarter, mate, we continued our um, run of kicking five points five points per quarter. Uh, <laughs> So we went five, yeah, one goal five to five goals ten, and uh, three quarter time we were six goals fifteen. So yeah, we were consistent with our um, getting five points per quarter, but um, yeah, that quarter it really didn't tell the tale of how good we played, um, you know, and we just could not finalise the yeah that that the the shots for goal really hurt us because you know, we had some opportunities to really break away and. Um, and I guess, you know, a bit of a the theme of the first three quarters was Geelong just knew how to make the most of their opportunities. And, um, yeah, but as you say, that for the way that quarter started, you know, with the beautiful tap from, you know, Draper to Parrish, you know, we're on our bikes and we talked about it a fair bit, but, you know, the way Caldwell and um, Merritt just kept finding the footy, uh, it was, you know, really good to watch and, um, yeah, just the, the cats, I think, were, you know, a bit bemused. They didn't have a, uh, at all their own way because I think they must have thought it was going to be a bit easier on than, than what the quarter uh, or, or what the game actually was. Absolutely,
1: mate. And there were, there were plenty of um, good signs from us as well. You know, uh, Cox got a, a free just outside 50 on the boundary there uh, and he delivered it beautifully to hooker. He took a big mark out in front, about 15 meters out, and slotted that through. Uh, and in that, bit of play, there was some actually great work from Peter Wright. He put his body in the way of the defenders uh, to make sure Hooker had a free run at it. Um, uh, you know, he, he basically took blitz and, uh and uh, what's his name? Not Harrison, but um, uh, I forget his name at the moment, but another one of the, the taller defenders there just so Hooker could um, have a good run. So that was a great effort from him. Um, there was some more good ball movement. um you know, there was one where we moved it right from the back pocket to the forward 50 with Francis getting involved with the link-up chain with plenty of handballs. I thought it was a really good run from him. You know, we hear, you know, through Blitz that, yeah, he's never been the the best runner, Francis, but, um, geez, he can play football. And uh, he looked really good uh, with that link-up chain there. Um, and I think, you know there was a, a bit of play as well where Langford um, – Langford had the ball uh, and should have taken his full measure, like run a bit more um, to draw a defender, perhaps, or make sure his kick had real penetration. Because you know when you're kicking it uh, from about 90 metres out into the forward line, um, you know he didn't really give Sheil or Waller best opportunity to sort of grab the footy and, and run away with it. Uh, but good signs again that we're sort of working on that handball play. Uh, to best effect, um, I think it's really starting to make sense to the players um, how and and when to use it. Uh, But the big highlight for me for that quarter, Jane, um, I love that bit of play where Heppel got outmarked by Rowan uh, and then Rowan thought he'd play on and sidestep Heppel, but Hepp wrapped him up in a solid tackle and brought him to ground. Uh, and I must say, I got up out of my chair and uh, told Rowan to, to eat a juicy one. But, um, <laughs> you know, I just thought it was great stuff by the captain there. And, um, you know, it was out of winning that ball that Hep got the ball out to Parrish, who kicked inside 50 to Peter Wright, who clunked it nicely. It was a horrible kick for goal, but uh, I just thought it was a
0: really um, nice and promising bit of play there. Yeah, it was. And, yeah, Rowan's one of the quickest players, mate, off the, off the mark. And... Um, considering the new rule where you've got to stand, it's actually quite comedic that um, Heppel was able to tackle him and bring him to ground. And, um, you know, I think uh, Rowan just uh, was uh, just not smart enough to you know, use, the, use the ball effectively because if he had ran the other side, he would have had more room to you know, use his pace. He actually ran boundary side and that made it a bit easier for uh, Heppel to to gather him, and it was a great effort by the captain, and I'm sure that would have earned a lot of uh, admiration from his teammates. Yeah, absolutely. I mean, like, Heppel didn't have it all his way. Like, he got ran down a
1: couple of times. Um, There was that one, I think it was in the first or second quarter, and then again in the third quarter there. Um, It just shows he's a bit rusty in terms of that game awareness, Um, but I'm not worried. Like, he'll get up to speed really quickly. Um, And, look, it's definitely better to get the the rust out of the armour in the pre-season than the season proper. Um, but I thought it was actually a good tassel that, that quarter. You know, I thought the Cats' experience in class showed through a bit more in that third quarter uh, and ended up taking the lead, going into three-quarter time. Uh, nine goals, five fifty-nine to our six goals, 15-51. Yeah, I was, you
0: know, again, just at the ground, I was just looking at it and going, you know, how can we be six goals, 15, you know, 21 shots a goal, Um you know, and and that doesn't even include some of the shots that, you know, and I was quite surprised with our depth of kicking for goal. Um, it seemed like it was really hard for them to for our players, some some of them at least, to make a fifty meter shot at goal uh, on the day. Um, and like I think going back to that Draper one, mate, um, he was about thirty five meters out, so you had to kick forty meters or. That didn't make the distance hardly, you know. It was only just got over the line, mm. um, so I don't know if, whether the, uh, you know, being new to the season, you know, getting your body back into it. But um, yeah, it was just something I noticed. You know, even Peter Wright, you know, uh, you know, some of his kicks just seemed to, you know, it seemed to be a real effort to get that fifty meter margin, um, you know, kicking for goal. So. Uh, let's hope that improves you know, as the season goes on. But, yeah, the, we've definitely caused the Cats a bit of concern with our way we played. And as I said, we, we were much more daring, I thought, you know, the way we played. I, I think Geelong were happy to go around the, the boundary and also um, you know, work on the wings and so forth, whereas you know, there seemed to be a real uh, determination from Essendon to go through the centre. Um, and obviously that we always know that if you can get a clear path, that's always going to be the quickest way home. Um, and it's that final delivery, mate, if we can fix that up, um, you know, and start hitting targets and providing good options, um, you know, breaking inside the 50. Um, yeah. I think that's going to be where our real improvement comes.
1: Yeah, definitely mate. Um, and, you know, I suppose, you yeah, at the um at the break there we saw, uh, you know, the obviously rotated players. Um, you know, Nick Hind was was iced at the end of the three quarter time break. Um, yeah, it seems to be something with his shoulder, uh, but otherwise he looked fine. You know, and, and the reports from Essendon were that uh, you know escaped serious injuries, so um seems to be just another precautionary measure there. So hopefully he'll be. Back out and firing soon. Um, yeah, he had a, he had a great game for us. Uh, Nick Bryan came out uh, on the field and took the opening bounce, and although uh, he looked quite well, um, you know, in the ruck there, and he seemed to be working really well with with Parish as well. Um, uh, yeah, other players that played that quarter uh, were Gleeson, Waterman, and Perkins. Look, I think they were all fairly quiet uh, for mine, uh, but no doubt every minute they were out there sort of helped them get back that feel of um, full pace uh, footy again. Um, but look, you know, um, good signs we were, uh, you yeah, know, when Nick Bryan took that first tap, he, he hit Parrish beautifully and he passed to who hit Hooker right out in front. Um, it was a great start. Unfortunately, Hooker's kick was, uh, was a bit off, which seemed to be the story of the night for us. Um, and the, the Cats ended up getting that first goal of the quarter. Um, but look, I, I really felt for Laverty there because, uh, you know, with Stewart off and Hooker playing forward, um, Laverty was sort of uh, left playing against Tomahawk. Uh, and he just got outmarked there. Uh, and Blitzavs came through to run on to
0: kick an easy goal. Yeah. And look, um, I think that's the only concern with our defensive structures is that. You know, obviously with Hurley being out, for, you know, it looks like it's going to be out for a long time. Um, our depth at, in the key position, we, look, we don't know where Brendan Zuck, uh, Thatcher is. Like he must be close. I think he was named in the initial, um, you know, initial squads at least. I, I think he is available for selection. Um, but yeah, with only one preseason game, um, we do hope James Stewart gets up because. Um, you know, if he's missing, uh, you then have to play hooker back and obviously you're going to be relying on key position forwards in right and Jones and both haven't played a game for the club. So, um, yeah, and we don't know where where Pat Ambrose is in terms of his body as well, because obviously he's another one of our options that, you know, even though he's been training as a forward um, you wonder if you know if the need be he's probably one of the best lockdown forwards uh, sorry lockdown defenders you can get uh, but obviously his body's let him down last year and he, he's still not quite right so um, yeah I think defensively you know we're be mindful of our depth you know uh, you know Cody brand won't be ready yet so we just need to um, you know be be mindful of that, you know, Zach Reed was also one of those players who's um, named in that first uh, team of 28, I think it was, but again, he um, is so so thin, uh, he's not going to provide a key position option for you at the moment, although his skills are supposed to be very good, but um, yeah, Hooker, again, was another um, had another shot at goal, mate, and he kicked that one um, early in the Last term as well. Yeah, it was a
1: sort of, um, it was great to see because he, he just kept presenting. That was a pleasing thing. So when Parrish mung that ball forward um, and it floated toward the pocket, you know, Hooker was basically by himself and he sort of loped over and uh, grabbed it. And he actually snapped that ball off his left um, to go through the sticks, uh, which was uh, sort of great to see, pulling out some party tricks uh, towards the later stages of his career. Um, And then our next goal came through some great pressure from Ham. Uh, You know, he kept tackling and harassing and made the Geelong defenders really rush their passes. And when Harrison Jones got the footy and handballed it off to Dev Smith, uh, he just ran through and kicked it through beautifully with a snap. And, yeah, at that stage we were were back within a kick. Um, And then there was another great bit of play, James, where Waller um and to be fair like he'd been bashing and crashing blokes all game uh, he really lined up and crunched jed Bewes, uh and got him pinged for holding the ball he then passed to dev who um passed it back uh you know Waller floated back into the forward 50 uh for a bit of the old one-two action uh unfortunately Waller uncharacteristically missed the shot at goal um, which would have put us back in front um but uh yeah I thought that was a, a really pleasing bit of play. But then there was that another sort of confusing um, you know, umpiring decision where, you know, I don't know how the umpires didn't pay the mark or at least a free kick to, uh, to Heppel. You know, he, he marked the footy uh, and then he was tripped by one of the Geelong uh, defenders. Um, but, you know, apparently it was play on. Uh, but it was great work from the captain to stand up. So I'm looking forward to seeing more of that from Hepp um, in the season proper.
0: Yeah, and then we saw another um a good another good pass into uh Kale Hooker was in the goal square and you just see how strong Kale Hooker is. Like uh, he's playing against um oh, what's his name, mate? O- yeah, o- I'm Z- sorry. <laughs> the Kalazinski. yeah yes, it, that, wasn't, um, it wasn't that occasion yet. Yeah, um yeah, I think we're making a mess of his name, but I, I I'll call it Jasny. Yeah, that's it. That's it. <laughs> that rings more bells. But you could see how much stronger Hooker was, and like, even at thirty three, mate, he's such a big body, and um, yeah, he clunked that mark in the in the goal square, went back, and that was his fourth goal. So um, that's a fair fair day at the office, considering you know your defender turn forward. Yeah, absolutely. Um... And then later on in that quarter, there was
1: that massive mark from Harrison Jones uh, off the halfback to give us that release option uh, with just over 10 minutes to go in the quarter. You know, it just looked so clean. Look, his kick was a bit of an up and under, uh, but it was a great pluck from the young bloke. Uh, and then not long later, Langford had the footy going inside 50, and it just seemed like like he wasn't sure which option to go to. Uh, but look, you know, knowing he's such a good kick, I would have preferred he have a ping from there. Like he, he sort of tried to to pass it and it got chopped off by the uh, Cats defenders. Um, but I'm really hoping that the coaches uh, get him to sort of work on that uh, because we know how important goal-kicking mids are. Um, and he's certainly one from the Dons that can do it. Um, you know, I'm hoping the the coaches are just saying, you know, back yourself, Langford. Like you're a good kid for goal. Uh, you've been reliable for us in the past. Um, have a shot when uh, when given the opportunity there because I, I think he uh, he certainly could have dubbed it, um, but you yeah, know that, that's about all the highlights I had from that quarter. James, did you have any more?
0: Uh, it was just a play where Braden Ham almost uh, snared a good goal, mate. He just had a mm. bit of a snap and like yeah, it wasn't too far away. Um, and I thought yeah, Braden Ham's effort during the game was pretty good. Um, you know, he worked hard defensively and um, he might not have got a whole heap of the footy, but um, he seems a bit bigger in the body, especially across the shoulders. Um, and I think he's going to be quite a player for us in time. But, yeah, in the end it was the Cats who got up um, after, you know, after Ridley did a good spoil and it was Jordan Clark who ran onto the crumb and just ran that goal in. And then um, they got another late goal through... They're one of their debut, uh, debutants, um, Francis Evans, who you know um, hadn't played a game for the Cats before. And uh, yeah, that was uh, all she wrote a seven point loss. Um, and uh, just help me with the final score, mate. Was it- yeah, so
1: the Cats um, got the win 12 goals, 779 to our nine goals, 1872. Mm. Um, yeah, it was sort of funny. Like, I actually thought we had better runs of play. Uh, but yeah, you know, the cats just finished better, uh, which is really down to class and experience for mine. Uh, you know, for me to kick nine goals, eighteen says we're getting more than enough opportunities to score, uh, but we just weren't clean enough to kick the goals. Um, but you know, overall, I, I think that was a pretty uh, promising display.
0: Yeah, considering we're not we're not used to going down to Geelong either, and like Geelong's quite a unique ground. It's it's quite thin on the sides. Um, you know, it's. It's a long ground, but it's also like quite narrow. Um, so I think, you know, for our mids to find so much of the footy in that kind of environment, it's pretty promising. And being a young side, I think we'll even enjoy playing on grounds that had that wider wing where we can make full use of our run and um, and get some overlap. And yeah, I, yeah, I I was nothing but pleased after the game, like you know. I went there with really low expectations. I, I, you know, seeing Geelong side named, I was almost expecting. A, if, if we had a got beaten by ten goals, I wouldn't have been almost surprised. If you know what I mean, down at Geelong, yep. um, and and even though in a preseason game, you know, that was the kind of, you know, called me a defeatist. But that's the way I went into it. I, was, well, I just want to see effort, and if um, if Geelong are, you know totally outskill us and beat us by ten goals. Yeah, I'll wear that if, as long as we see some flashes of what could be. But it was even better than that. You know, we I was really happy with the way we worked defensively. I liked the way we generated our attack. Um, and and yeah, the, I guess the pressing theme was we just couldn't finish off um, with the amount of opportunities we got. But you know, to have 27 shots a goal um, against last year's grand finalists, uh, yeah, I think that's a yeah something that. Should give the players and the coaching staff a bit of confidence.
1: Yeah, absolutely. Um, and just going through some of the stats, James, uh, one good thing that really stood out to me was uh, the one percenters. So we had 67 to Geelong's 38, which just shows me like a, that real intent. Um, you know, we had 13 tackles inside 50 to Geelong's 6, uh, 55 tackles overall for us, um, and 51 to them. Again, it's just that intent around the footy. Um, so, you know, while, you know, they outclassed us in terms of marks, so they had 115 to our 88, um, and that's where they got a lot of their, um, uh, I suppose their free run. I mean, we saw some of those, uh, bits of play where they just ran it end to end, uh, a bit too easily. Uh, I mean, we'll work on that. We'll, we'll tighten up and that kind of thing, but, uh, yeah, certainly, our uh, marking power is something we are working on, um, I think you know we saw that uh, in several bits of play there uh, but other than that I think there were there was just a lot of um, areas where you can see where we're really developing like our hitouts 41 to Geelong's 12 now to, to counterbalance that you know in terms of clearances Geelong get the better us 32 to our 27 uh, center clearances they got 12 to our 8 uh, but stoppage clearances uh, was basically even they got 20 to our 19. So that shows me our midfield group are really sort of developing there. Um, you know, we're not reliant on on one inside ball to sort of win in win all the footy for us. Uh, you know, you got Parish, Parrish. Uh, you know, Sheil sort of runs through every now and then. Um, you know, we don't need uh, that that sort of one tractor. Um, so I think there's uh, yeah, plenty of uh, plenty of upside from this. Uh, and overall, James, that. The theme is that um, we just need to work on our finishing, that um, that uh, class ball use going inside fifty, and of course the goal kicking. Uh, you know, because if we had converted, uh, you know, <laughs> eight more of those, or or even a couple more of those, um, you know, scoring opportunities into goals, um, yeah, that's the that's the ball game right there. Um, but yes, yeah, certainly uh, plenty to uh, give Bomber fans hope. Uh, and another thing i, I really noticed in that game, Jane, was um, just our, our sort of real desire to keep the ball moving forward. Like you saw a number of times, uh, you know, players would, you know, punch the ball forward, use a uh, sort of double double fist um, sort of uh, punch to kind of tap the ball going forward as opposed to, you know, having to take possession, you know, if, particularly if you're hot. You know, we saw that work to good advantage on a couple of occasions. Yes, it's stuffed up sometimes where, you know, players would just sort of handball over the shoulder uh, and it would more or less go straight to a Cats player. But you can see what the intent was. The intent was to keep the ball going forward, um, which I, I think, uh, you know, proved to be pretty effective in the end. Uh, so I, I dare say that's a lot from uh, Blake Carousella's influence, you know, particularly with that handball play, you know, we've seen him obviously use that to good effect of the Tigers and, and that's obviously something we're looking to implement into our game. Um, but, yeah, there were some um, big signs from mine and, uh, as you said, Jane, uh, yeah, plenty to be optimistic about uh, for, the, for the future of the uh, young Bombers Brigade.
0: Yeah, and probably the only thing I didn't like throughout the game and that kind of has worried us for a number of years is- just a kick over the shoulder. We did mm. it quite a few times. We just, we just didn't look and, you know, invariably it always went to a Geelong player when you, you did it. And, um, yeah, we did that uh, yeah, four or five times in, in one quarter, I remember, and I just think oh, that's, the, that's the part of the game I'd love for the Bombers to fix, you know, have that awareness to, to not just bomb it over your shoulder knowing that it's going to come back, uh, with probably more conviction. Um, so yeah, I hope that's going to be highlighted and, you know, just, but yeah, there was far more positives than negatives. And um, yeah, I'm, I'm really excited. You know, obviously we saw Hawthorne play on the weekend and um, look, I, I think Alvin Northland- will be the wooden spooners this year. So um, although they had a big win, I don't think they played anywhere near the competition we did and I saw the betting market, mate. We're actually rank out underdogs even with that performance against the Cats, um, with the Hawks' you know, key favourites against us um, going into round one. Um, and, look, they had yeah, some young players kick some goals. I think uh, Kozinski kicked six goals up forward. Um, yeah, I don't think he'd be replicating that uh, touch wood um, in round one. But, yeah, I think, look... Um, there's a lot of positives to take out of that game. Um, you know, it's going to be really interesting to see uh, who locks in a spot for round one. Um, and you know, to think round one's only, you know, we're only what about eight or nine days away from uh, you know seeing our round one side, um, you know, being named. Um, you know, that countdown's going to be really interesting.
1: Yeah, well, mate, uh, plenty of guys. jostling for Spots and. Yeah, it'll definitely be interesting to see who makes the 22 and who are the uh, emergencies. Uh, so, yeah, it should be um, yeah, definitely exciting times ahead for uh, for the Bombers.
0: All right, mate. We'll, we'll have a break. And, uh, you know, as always, we'll do, go through the numbers. Um, you know, it was a, a good game to, you know, a bit better than that trial match to actually... Have a bit more awareness of, you know, particularly with me at the game and you having to access to the vision. So, yeah, let's um have a break and we'll come back and we'll go through the numbers. And you're listening to the Don's Cast and our regular feature of by the numbers continues. Uh, after the Essendon versus Geelong Amy Series game, uh, our first game really that was televised to all, uh, and yeah, you know, I think we'll go with our our first player. Of course, is always going to be Andy McGrath when he's fit, and uh, it was pleasing to see Andy again, remembering that he uh, missed a number of games due to that syndesmosis injury uh, late in the season last year. And obviously he didn't play in the trial match due to a head knock or a bit of concussion. So I thought Andy did really well on the night. You know, found the footy, uh, kicked that nice goal. But how did you see him, mate? Yeah, absolutely, mate. I think he
1: uh, got better as a night wore on, Um, you know, getting plenty of of handballs, um, took a few marks, uh, laid a couple of tackles there, three clearances, Um, actually played 90% of the match. Um, so it's good to see his, his fitness is, uh, is going good there. Um, so uh, yeah, I thought he played quite a serviceable game there, mate. Um, what about yourself?
0: Yeah, no, I'm really happy with him. Uh, he did well and I really like his closing speed. Uh, you know, as a defensive midfield at times, uh, he, he won't just be an offensive player, if you know what I mean. Like he, he sees, uh, you know, a couple of times Higgins, um, who's a classy player himself, would try to get away, and just the closing speed of McGrath worried Higgins, and sometimes he just coughed it up because of that, you know perceived pressure. So, yeah, no, I think uh, Andy's, uh, you know, I've I've got a strong feeling, mate. If, if Zach Merritt was to leave at the end of next year or end of this year, uh, I think, you know, come. Uh, 2022, I think Andy McGrath will be the captain of the Essendon Football Club if Zach Merrit leaves. So, um, yeah, I think he's showing real leadership the way he plays and uh, he's obviously already seen as a young leader. But, um, yeah, I, I thought he played quite well in the night as well, considering he hadn't played at AFL level for some time. Uh, Sammy Draper, uh, I think we found a really good ruckman here, mate. He, yeah, he, He's just so, uh, he's got such a presence. You know, he's, he's a big brute of a lad. Um, you know, he, he wins a, a number of taps and, um, you know, he, he probably doesn't find you know, a whole heap of the footy yet. And, um, yeah, I'd like to see him have a bit more conviction when he's kicking for goal, but, you know, obviously not going to judge him too harshly after this game. But um, I think if he can add those kind of things to his game, yeah, he could be one of the premier ruckmen.
1: Yeah, absolutely, mate. I think it's interesting. Interesting note. He only played fifty eight percent of the time on ground, um, and in that time, did it did manage to get eleven disposals, so five uh, five kicks and six handballs. Uh, took a few big grabs, made a tackle, uh, twenty hitouts, had a clearance himself. So I think he's uh, developing really well. Obviously, you know, he, he played up against De Kooning, Um for for most of the match. Now DeConing is a very talented player, but obviously a very young player. Uh, so certainly Draper's going to come up against uh bigger and better uh competition than DeConing, but um no, I think thought he played quite well.
0: Yeah, Darcy Parrish uh, had quite a game, uh 30 odd disposals, I think. And um, you know, pleasingly he was played in the midfield where he should be playing. Um, and I think with Darcy, um, he does everything well in terms of you know hunting the footy and working hard defensively. But one of the things that worry me is he's just got to get that kicking, you know, particularly when I'm going inside fifty, right? Because he was a culprit a couple of times where you know just a little bit more cleaner disposal could have really set us up a bit better. So I think, you know, probably judging him harshly, but. I think that's the one element of his game because, you know, he can be quite a good kick, but I just find sometimes his kicking can be a bit skewy. Um, And if he can straighten up that, but I've got to say there was much more positives again, than negatives out of his game, the way he could find the footy and also just, um, you know, in and under, working well with Caldwell and and then releasing, you know, Sheel and so forth. Yeah, I thought it was quite a good game from Darcy Parish.
1: Yeah, it was, mate. Um, I totally agree with all those points. Um, you know, he played really well uh, and kept presenting an option. Like he actually took eight marks, um, and he's not a, a obviously a big a big bloke himself. So he's obviously presenting, finding space uh, to be able to present that option. Uh, laid a few tackles, had three clearances. Uh, but you're right, it's that it's that kick inside fifty, and even like he he had a shot at goal which went a bit of, bit of Ray. Um, so that's where he needs to clean up. But look, 619 metres gained from the young bloke. Um, that, that's huge. So hopefully they keep him in the guts. Um, and certainly you saw you know, him link up really well with the Ruckman. Like both Sammy Draper and Brian were able to tap it down to him beautifully. Um, so, yeah, I'm looking forward to Darcy continuing to play that midfield role. Um, clean up that kicking. Um, but yeah, there's uh, yeah plenty of
0: good stuff coming from uh, Darcy Parish. Yeah, and then uh, Kyle Langford, yeah, I thought he was quite serviceable. Like, didn't find a whole heap of the footy. Like, you know, had you know had enough of the ball, but um, I think he can be more dominant than that. But um, again, he's just that great mid player in that he can, um, yeah, because of his size, he can take a grab. Um, and we saw him kick a goal just because he can be quite an accurate kick. Uh, yeah, you brought up a really good point before, mate. There was that play in that last quarter where he had the ball and by all rights should have pinned the ears back and had a ping. Um, and he's just, you know, whether it's uh, selflessness or not, he's um, you know, he got his, you know, as a leader as, as, and he's being seen as more of a leader, they're saying. Um that's the ones you got to say, hey, boys, just leave this with me. I'm going to uh, send this over to goal. Yeah, you know, the, the goal. Um, buy his hat. Yeah, goal and by hat. Sorry, mate. Um, yeah, so I was just, I'd love to see him do that. Um, take that, the onus of doing that. But have other than that, um, you know, as a typical Kyle for game, you know, and we can say that now because he's shown it over the last year or so where he, um, yeah, you know, cons- consistently works throughout the game. Um, you know, does these defensive efforts, and um, you know, if he gets a shot at goal, then you know, more often than not, he'll he'll kick it. So, yeah, I thought it was quite a serviceable game from Cole.
1: Yeah, it was. I think thought he played quite solid. Um, again, he he ran to space and presented options. So he took six marks, uh, which is pleasing. Made three tackles. It actually looks like he's picked up a bit of a yard of pace. Um, over the season. So he's obviously been working really well on his on his running. You know, previously we've sort of seen him um, you know, he's he's been more that sort of slower uh kind of paced midfielder, uh, which has seen him get caught out at times. So I thought it was good to see him have a bit of a nip in his step. Uh, had a couple of clearances. Um but yeah, I think for for Cole, it's just that confidence. Um, I think he is quite a confidence player, and he just needs to back himself. Um, you know, everyone on you know, blitz and stuff like that saying he's been flying at training. Um, so let's hope he brings some of that confidence into the games, because uh, I think, like you said, James, he's certainly capable of being more damaging than that. Like he had a solid solid game, but I reckon he's um, he's capable of a bit more, and hopefully brings
0: that into the season. Another player that just wasn't quite himself last year, but seems to have his run back is uh, Devon Smith. Um, and, you know, again, it wasn't, you know, a standout performance from him. You know, but, you know, he's, I think he's kicked a couple of goals. Uh, you know, he's always nipping at someone, um, you know, the way he, he plays. But, you know, I think Devon Smith, you know, if we can get him uh, presenting like he is now fit and ready to, we're going to be a much better side um, because I do like, yeah, his vigor at the footy and having a go and trying to get his teammates to follow on board. And I think that's why he was brought into the leadership group last year. Um, And whilst he may not be in the leadership group anymore, I think that's has a lot to do with his body, just not being sound the last couple of years. Um, And yeah, let's just hope that with Devin Smith, uh, he gets a really good crack at it this year because uh, I think we're much better when he's up and running.
1: Yeah, absolutely. It was um good to see him, you know, he just seemed to have a lot more run. Uh the same with the, the last preseason game against Carlton. Like he um he seemed to be up and about, a bit of a terrier again, sort of uh making sure he'd uh, lay his body into into someone, you know, just after they kicked it or just to make sure that they um, they know he's around and they're not going to uh, uh, sort of try and take the mickey out of him. So he makes them accountable. Um, as you said, he kicked the two goals and had a goal assist as well, uh, which is great to see. He had a couple of clearances, uh, took four marks, which shows he's covering the ground uh, pretty well and presenting options uh, continually, as well as four tackles. Now, uh, those tackle numbers, um, it, it's great to see because, you know, we saw in that 2018 year where we won the best and fairest where yeah, he was getting, six seven eight tackles a game. Um so it's great to see him back out there at his uh, ferocious best and uh hopefully he continues into the season so I thought he played uh yeah quite a good game.
0: Uh Jai Colwell, he looked really good um especially around the midfield area mate like and I know he, he would have had a lot more handballs and kicks um but you are got to understand that's his position like he's he tends to win the ball you know in the coal face of it. And is more of a releasing player. So he'll release out to, you know, a Shield or a McGrath, um, a Merritt. Um, these are the kind of players that, you know, they're going to love playing with Caldwell because he'll go in hard and try and win that footy for them and get it out to our good users who can actually, you know, find a target. And um, I was actually at the game, mate, looking at him. and He, he looks quite... Uh, quite small actually in terms of, you know, his height and, you know, you just wonder, but he's got so much, you know, he's got so much tank and he's got a lot of effort. Like he just had this uncanny knack of being, he looked almost slight compared to some of the other players around the midfield, but he consistently found the ball and, you know, was getting it and dishing it out.
1: Yeah, no, he, he looked really well, really solid. He just obviously backs himself and it's sort of interesting to note that he got those 24 possessions off just 67% game time. Um, so certainly as his uh, sort of tank and fitness uh, continues to develop, um, you know, we should see those numbers creep up even more, um, which is great to see. Look, he he uh, made four tackles, uh, so his defensive efforts there, three clearances, uh, so he's obviously getting in there, doing the grunt work. Um and it was great to see, like I, we sort of mentioned it as we were talking about the game, like a number of those link-up plays where he'd uh, yeah, link up particularly well with uh, Parrish and, and Merritt. Um, seems to be gelling quite well with those boys. So, um, yeah, really promising game from Caldwell for mine.
0: Now, Zach Merritt, um, it's uh, not too early to sign, mate, uh, if, you're, <laughs> if you're listening. Um, we saw uh, Rory Laird, uh just sign up a big five-year deal and, wouldn't it be great to see Zach Merritt name something, uh, you, know, you know, announce something similar? But um, uh, there's probably too much hope there, mate. But um, I think Zach Merritt again showed that he is our best player. And, you know, just his work ethic is phenomenal. Um, you know, the way he works hard across the ground, he just has this uncanny knack of finding the footy. Um, and, you know, I still think he's our best user of the footy. Um, when given space, and and yes, I, I'll take to point that last couple, maybe last year or two, his kicking hasn't been as good as what it was earlier in his career. But um, I think that's been a you know a reason behind that is just that the the play the team in general has been under a lot more pressure. Um, it's been harder for him to win the footy, so he's always been you know, kicking uh, under a lot of you know, duress. Uh, but I think. With the way that we're setting up now, I think, know, uh, yeah, as we mentioned, with Caldwell and Parrish playing more midfield time and getting the ball to Coleface and and then releasing it to players like Zach Merrick, who can use it much more effectively. I think Zach's going to really enjoy playing with those guys. Yeah, absolutely, mate. We saw him link up a number of times with those boys, and um,
1: yeah, really get that run about him again and, and use that kick to um, to to the advantage of our of our forwards um you know case of leather poisoning mate so 37 possessions there took five marks around the ground which shows he's um you know continuing to move around the ground and present options uh six tackles which is great to see so that defensive efforts there as well a couple of clearances uh 600 meters gained uh thereabouts had a shot at goal but um you know didn't go through on the night Uh, but a fantastic game from Merritt. he really had it on a
0: string and um yeah, looks looks to be playing really well. and yeah, now um, look, he's he's kind of been, uh, I guess, a, a bit of a whipping boy, and and not by us, mate. But I, I think we have judged him and um, yeah, as we should if we're doing a process like this. But Marty Gleeson again, um, look, he only had, well, he only came in on in the third. I think I remember seeing him come on, um, and look, he only had the four disposals, but. Um, Just when he does get the ball, like there's a couple of times he just kicked it and just had no penetration and went straight to Geelong or kicked it out of bounds. And that's the kind of thing that is earning the wrath of, you know, sometimes, you know, us as people who are judging the football. Uh, I think Marty, you know, one of his key strengths is even though he had always been of a slight nature, uh, sorry, slight, like slight body type, he, um, when he he can be quite a a good player to link up with from your defensive act. So I think that's why um, Ben Rutten would like to see Marty Gleason stick around, but um, yeah, I just don't have as much confidence in him as as I once did mate. And um, yeah, I'm not going to judge him because again, he only came on in the third and, uh, but yeah, it's just the opportunity, the few opportunities he had, um, he just was doing things like he did last year and, you know, just turning the ball over with some uh, bad decision-making and so forth. So, um, yeah, I wouldn't expect to see Marty uh, playing in round one on the basis of that.
1: Yeah, I mean, to me, it looks like a a bloke who's uh, playing with a lack of confidence uh, for mine. Um, You know, I think his best years was when he um, showed that bit of that dare and um, that ability to read the play. I think he's still able to read it fairly well in the air. Um, I think that's his, his big strength. Um, but what he's sort of lacking is that confidence to to break the lines and, and make that kick to, to really break it open. Um, so I think he'll be one who will really uh, sort of benefit from uh, the VFL being around this season. As you say, like he, he played just under 30% of game time, um, so limited sort of base to, to judge him off. Uh, but I agree with you. Uh, limited output uh, we got from him and, and certainly isn't making the most of his opportunities when out there. So, um, look, hopefully he goes back to the VFL, mate, and um, starts to string together a few decent games and gets that confidence back. Um, but, uh, yeah, I guess that'll remain to be seen.
0: Yeah, now, Dylan Chill, I thought he was actually quite good. Um, you know, uh, Dylan, I would have loved to have seen him kick that, goal where he again hit the post I've never known a bloke who's more likely to hit the post and kick a goal (laughs) (laughs) and um yeah Dylan Shearley always seems to be able to find a poster and um he did that again on the night but I was quite impressed again I said earlier with his defensive acts so you know being at the game um I could see he was working hard to put defensive pressure on the cats um and then obviously when it was his turn breaking forward and you know, he actually used the ball a couple of times very nicely. Like, yeah, hit up McDonald, Tip and Woody, and uh, Tipper squared it up to I think it was Devin Smith at the time. These kind of plays were you know on the back of Dev finding a bit of space and um, you know, uh, sorry, with Dylan Shield breaking it open and you know, yeah, you know, his kicking can sometimes be suspect. And let's face it, the last year or so, or since he's joined the Bombers. You know, it's a bit heart and mouth stuff sometimes because his kicking can be a little bit unreliable. But um, yeah, I think he's in, he'll improve again. Like I said about Zach Merritt, um, getting the ball with a little bit more space. And I think as a t- as a club, we've been under a lot of pressure having the ball, and I think that's what's you know really highlighted our p- poor kicking at times. But um, yeah, I thought you know, Dil played pretty well on the night.
1: Yeah, he did, mate. Um, and interestingly, he only played 55% of game time, um, and in that time, racked up 20 possessions. Um, so, yeah, he made three tackles. So, as you said, that defensive side of his game is developing. Had five clearances, um, interestingly, um, which is good to see. Had a goal assist uh, as well as the two uh, two behinds. So, um, look, his his effort can't be questioned. Um, his his run looked really good. Um, so obviously, just managed minutes. Um, so I'm sure, yeah, you know, as he gets um, yeah you know, more towards round one, uh, we'll see him be able to run and carry a bit more. And as you say, like with uh, with Parrish and Caldwell at the coal face, hopefully dishing it out to him. I reckon we'll see him uh, be able to use the ball to to better effect. But a good hit out from from Shield. Um, yeah, and some, uh, some pleasing signs. So, yeah, like many of the Bombers, uh, just needs to work on that uh, that polish with his ball use.
0: Yeah, yeah. Aaron Francis. Um, yeah, there's a little bit of doubt whether he'd get up on the on the day because um, apparently he'd been quite sore during the week. But, um, yeah, I thought he played pretty well and we're really going to rely on him. We have spoken about it even uh, as early as last week, mate, where we said we really don't think he's going to be... Uh, like a, a one-on-one matchup defender, um, he should be a third man up. But at the moment, the way our key defensive stocks are, we might not have that luxury. Um, and that you know, coming up against Hawthorne, he may have to play you know, a little bit of key position.
1: Yeah, I, I mean, I think that's like you say, mate. It's uh, it'd be good to have him third man up, but sometimes you just don't have that luxury. Um... And I think his his real strength is his ability to read the play, um, and his kicking. And certainly on a couple of occasions, his kicking was absolutely beautiful. Like he he absolutely nailed a pass to Ham on the wing to release him. Uh, there was that pass to Langford uh, when Langford got the goal. Um, so his kicking is a thing of beauty uh, sometimes. Uh, and uh, yeah, he obviously his marking. Like he took some some good grabs. Yes, at times, um, you know. he... Just the way he reads the play, um, he'll sort of leave his man to um, to you know, try to affect the spoil, and it doesn't always pay off. We've we've seen it a couple of times where uh, you know cats were able to get out the back uh, and kick a fairly easy goal because you know there was two on one or or something like that. But you know you take the good with the bad with Francis. I, I think he's a real player. Um, you know, and if we can continue to sort of solidify our our back group there. Um, yeah, he'll be a real um, you know advantage for us you know on the night so had the 11 possessions um, you know took a few marks um, yeah had that goal assist um, and uh you know played 80 percent of game time so it shows me like his, his fitness is
0: is going all right um, so I'd say a fairly solid game from him and yeah, now we saw um one of our new draftees in Nick Cox and um, I thought Nick did pretty well as well you know, he's, uh, you know, we, we know he's 200 centimetres but he's, he's uh, a very lean mate uh, especially seeing him live um, but he, he seemed to find a bit of the footy now, I know he didn't rack up a whole heap of the footy but he, he had a couple of snaps at goal and um, you know, he, he wasn't afraid to lay a tackle either uh, and he seems to have a bit of confidence in himself so yeah, I think we've found a real player. I think, you know, obviously we're not going to see the best out of him for a little while, but uh, I certainly think he's uh, quite a player that is going to excite Bomber fans for the years to come.
1: Yeah, absolutely, mate. Um, you know, he's, he's, he runs hard. He um, seems to get up, um, be able to link up in the play, um, continues to present. Uh, you know, even though he's very slight of frame, he, he will throw his body around. Um so I think uh, it's, it's really good signs um, from young Cox. And, uh, you know, as he continues to develop as a player and, um, yes, that's, uh, uh, I suppose, get that game awareness and, you know, take that little bit of extra time he needs to, you know, straighten up his kicking. Um, you know, he'll be able to ice some of those goals. Um, but I, I thought really promising signs from the
0: young bloke. Yeah, and you'd have to say almost be a lock for round one. I think he can play in round one, and that'll be exciting to see a new bomber. Absolutely. Uh, Jordan Ridley, uh, you know, Mr. Dependable almost. Um, you know, after winning the best and fairest last year, he was fantastic. You know, he's so reliable with his kicking, and, you know, he was asked to play a bit of key position himself on the night, and, you know, against the bodies like, Tom Hawkins and Jeremy Cameron, he didn't look out of place at all. No, he didn't, mate.
1: He's just so dependable, as you say. like Mr. Consistency Uh, had the 25 disposals over the night uh, and 16 of those were kicks. And we know how good he is a kick. Um, Took the six marks, you know, quite a few of those contested. Um, 561 metres gained uh, from the young bloke. So... It just shows how important he is, you know, to release off the halfback, you know, getting it to our advantage and, and get the ball running forward for us. Um, you know, you, you, you sort of wish you could have a few of uh, the Jordan Ridley types. Uh, I'd love him, you know, coming off a forward line to deliver the ball inside 50 as well. But um, look, out of out of the uh, back line, he's is, is an absolute uh, pleasure to see. And um, yeah, another
0: great game from him. Um, yeah, for mine. Yeah, I'm the same as you, mate. Agreeing with you that um, I didn't see Jaden Laverty making it down back, but I've got to say uh, he's he's again his effort was fantastic and he really surprised me. He uh, he's quite he's so strong. Uh, there's a couple of times he bear hugged a, a Jeremy Cameron and brought him to ground, no problems at all. So um, maybe there is a you know, a third backman there, mate, who can play a bit of pl- play a bit of um. Defensive back there. Like he doesn't have line breaking pace. We know that. But he's a strong type player. And if he can, you know, if injury can be kind to him this year, which hasn't always been the case, as we know, um, maybe that might be best for his body to have a season down back and, you know, hopefully get some continuity into his game. Yeah, absolutely. And like
1: just that he was able to continue to be involved in the game, like the whole game through, like we saw when he was playing forward, uh, you know, he might have a couple of good five, 10 minute spurts here and there, and then he'd be very quiet. Um, But, you know, in this game in defense, he sort of had to be involved uh, the whole game through and ended up with a 15 disposals. Uh, 12 of those were kicks, uh, mind you. And Like he, like, I certainly don't remember any massive clangers. So he seemed to be using those to, to good effect uh, took the seven marks, which was really pleasing to see. Like he used his ability to read the play uh, and present an option to, uh, to you know, keep the, booty, uh, the footy rather, uh, on our terms, um, laid the four tackles, which again, really pleasing to see from Jaden. Like we know he can be a real physical player. Um, so it's good to see him being able to use those traits. Uh, but the thing for me is like 459 metres gained coming out of your back line um, is absolutely fantastic. And, uh, yeah, well done to the coaching staff and Jaden Laverty to um, to work hard on you know developing his uh, ability to play in that position. Uh, look, I'm sure it won't all be a uh, you know a straight trajectory uh, to be you know zero to a hundred uh, all of a sudden, but you know they're really promising signs to to go. Look, maybe Jaden Laverty does have a career um, in the AFL, and I, I really hope he makes the most of it. And as you say, let's hope he has a uh, a free run with injury.
0: And uh, one of the other new draftees, Archie Perkins, got a run in the last quarter. And look, he only had the one disposal, mate, and it was a kick that went from the half-back line, you know, pretty much to a Geelong player. But um, (laughs) I've got to say, look, I'm not judging him harshly at all. He was actually the player that I was most excited to draft. Um, When I was, uh, you know, looking back at some of their... 2019 form, um, yeah, I was really excited about Archie Perkins, and I still think that he he's going to be quite a good player, and uh, he may be behind Nick Cox at the moment, um, but yeah, his body almost seems a little bit more ready than Nick Cox, but um, yeah, I just think that again, he, he probably needs to play some VFL footy first, um, and the. The problem is, mate, the BFL doesn't start to the 16th of April, I think it is, and uh, the season starts, yeah, on the, I think, around the 20th of March. So it's a long time you know, not getting any footy into these young blokes if you don't take a chance on them. So um, I'll be interested to see how it plays out, but I don't suspect he'll play in round one, um, you know, considering you had very limited time on the ground uh, on Saturday. Yeah, I'd agree
1: with that, James. Uh, particularly, you know, I can only tell from watching on the um, on the TV, but he just seemed to be um, a bit lost at sea sometimes in terms of positioning and, and that kind of thing. Uh, like his effort can't be faulted. Um, you know, in the what twenty percent of game time he had, laid a couple of tackles, um, had that that kick, but otherwise was, um, yeah, it didn't didn't uh, really give us a lot. But that to me just. You know, Shows a bloke who hasn't played footy in quite a long time. Like we know he had this sort of um, issues like a lot of players last year. There was just no footy for him to play. Um, and we can't hold that against him. Uh, but certainly I think his endeavours there. Um, so I've, I've got no worries about Archie Perkins. And I think, uh, you know, if we if we have to wait a little while to see him uh, develop in the VFL, um, that's sort of totally fine to me because we need to take the long-term view of these blokes. And, uh, you yeah, know, I'll certainly back Archie Perkins to... Um, uh, to develop over the course of the season and uh, I'm going to back him into to play at least a couple of games
0: uh, later on in the season yeah now James Stewart he looked great down back um, playing against some big bodies again we talk about Hawkins and Jenkins and um, you know even uh, to Conning when he went down there um, but I think Stewart looked very comfortable down back and um we saw this trial last year too mate um especially in the second half of the season and he didn't look out of place down there and uh yeah i think he's going to be yeah he could make a really good fist of being a key defender
1: yeah absolutely mate I, I thought he played really well um you know he's got a strong body which he uses um and his agility at ground level is really surprising for a um you know, big lump of a lad um you know only got the eight disposals on the night um but, you know, it took a few marks and uh, affected plenty of spoils um, and certainly uh, made sure, you know, Hawkins um, didn't have an easy night. Um, so I thought he uh, acquitted himself really well down there.
0: Yeah, definitely. And um, one of the new players, Nick Hind, mate, he, he looked fantastic as well from the half-back line. Um, you know, he's using that pace and, you know, he's quite a sure kick, you know, from what I could see. like... Um, and again, fitted our link up play. So, yeah, I was really impressed with, um, Nick Hind. And I just hope that, yeah, that shoulder injury is not too bad and he can make his way to round one, uh, with no problems because, yeah, there's quite a player there, I think.
1: Yeah, absolutely, mate. Like the 20 disposals, 14 of those kicks. And, um, we just saw how a short he is with his kicking. And it looks to be, um, like It looked to me like our players were confident in leading towards him, um, sort of knowing he's a, he's a good kick and and they'd, uh, that he'd kick it to their advantage. Um, had the four marks, uh, which is good. Laid a couple of tackles. Um, had a ping at goal and, and missed, but um, it would have been good to see him uh, get one. I think for his efforts on the night, he definitely deserved it. Um, but 407 metres gained, and look, um, he only played 60% of game time, so... Uh, I thought it was a, a really good game from Nick Hind, And um, to be honest with you, mate, when we brought him over from St. Kilda, even though I, I still had a uh, soft spot for him uh, from his days in the and VFL, I did question, you know, is he going to be able to make it for us um, in our sort of AFL side of halfback? But um, geez, he's, he's put everything out there. He's done everything right. Uh, and he does look a real player. And um, I'm really looking forward to seeing you know, what he can actually develop into.
0: And a skipper played. Um, and What
1: about Peter Wright first,
0: mate? Oh, mate, how did I forget him? Yeah, <laughs> I was jumping ahead, wasn't I? Um, yeah, Peter Wright, um, as I said to you earlier, mate, I don't think he's going to kick five or six goals in a game, but he provided a contest. Uh, you know, he ended up with, well, he probably should have kicked two or three goals on the night. Um, he kicked that nice goal. Um, on the on the angle there, on, from about 45 out, um, so I think he had his opportunities, and uh, I, su- I suspect he'll kick those, especially those ones that were, you know, pretty much in st- you know straight in front. I think uh, as he gets uh, you know a bit more comfortable playing footy again in at AFL level, um, he's going to start kicking those goals, mate. And um, he seemed to his teammates seem to really like him being there, you know. He's bringing the ball to ground. Um, did a couple of blocks, and uh, yeah, I think he's. Yeah, he been. He's going to be quite a good find as long as we don't expect the big bags of goals.
1: Yeah, and I think that's exactly it, mate. Like it's expectation management, really. Like, um, to me, um, he's shown brilliant attitude since he's been at the club, um, and certainly uh, even on the ground. While his performances haven't been spectacular. They have been solid. Um, you know, we've seen four-quarter efforts from him, uh, which I think really is all you can expect. Um, look, in this game, 12 disposals. Um, took six big grabs, um, which is excellent. Uh, laid a couple of tackles too, which is excellent for a big man. And we saw him go into the ruck a number of times, and he actually had uh, 11 hit-outs, which I thought was uh, really promising to see that you know he's not only uh, willing but able to play in that ruck role. Uh, when we need him to, which we will throughout the season, as you say, yet he should have kicked two or three, you know, had one goal, two, uh, and might have even had opportunities for more. Uh, but you know, um, this is uh, yeah, this is what we we play for and what they train for to continue to improve. And uh, from everything I've seen so far from Peter Wright, you know, he's, he's really trying to make the most of his opportunity. Um, uh, with the Bombers to continue his AFL career. Um, so I, I thought he had quite a, a solid game for us.
0: Yeah. Um, now I can say the Skipper, <laughs> um, you're right, mate. Dyson Heppel, a um, couple of times, and we saw it in that Pracky match against Carlton as well, where his decision-making was a little bit slow. Um, but I expect the Skipper to get better at that. You know, he'll watch footage and... Um, you know, because a couple of times it's a real liability, uh, when you don't make those um don't make that decision and, and you get you know, found out with a strong tackle, uh can be a real you know effect on the demeanour of the team. Um so I think the skipper needs to, you know, be mindful of that. But I thought he was great in his returning that he um he is a leader, you know. And that's another thing you see at the ground more than so than on the TV. You know, he really gets around his team and, you know, encourages them. And, you know, I think, you know, Dyson being out on the ground will be so much more important to us, um, not always in the amount of stats that he gets, but just on the overall, you know, feeling of the team being out on the ground. Yeah,
1: I think you're right, James. Like, it's that leadership, um, you know, that... Ability to to keep the players structured, uh, disciplined, and, and that kind of thing—they're the things you um, like. You sort of need from a captain, and uh, Dyson certainly seems to pre- present that. Uh, so it is great to see him. And another pleasing see, thing to see uh, from Dyson is he played eighty percent of game time. Um, so obviously his uh, his fitness is there. Um, you know, got twenty-one disposals in the end. So even though his his touch wasn't completely there. He's obviously still able to find the footy. Uh, took four marks, laid a couple of tackles. Um, had a, uh, uh, you know, I, I think a, a fairly solid game. Um, like in terms of output, like he'll continue to um, to improve. I've got no worries about that. Um, but first things first, you've got to get him out on the ground. got to give him that game time to get a feel of the play. And, um, yeah, looking forward to him... Uh, yeah, really continuing to develop um, that uh, you know, that ability to sort of be that on-field general, um, if you will, um, because certainly that's one thing we lacked last season. So looking forward to Dyson Heppel um, really showing that leadership out on the field, which we know he can,
0: can do. And uh, Harrison Jones, uh, uh, I think there's quite a player there, mate. He, like, he didn't... Um, have any real impact on the scoreboard on the night but he definitely um you know he's a hard working forward yeah he'll he'll go up the ground go up to the wings to try and you know at least bring the ball to ground and yeah, we saw him pluck some nice marks on the night but um yeah i think he's quite a player mate and i think he's going to be a real asset to us yeah absolutely
1: and the big thing was like he he flew for his marks like he took the five marks uh, laid a couple of tackles um, had the nine disposals in the end um, you know as I said earlier you know he's kicking uh, you know his field kicking that is needs a bit of work like there a few up and unders there um, had that shot at goal but missed but um, not worried about that he, he seemed a pretty dead eye dick uh, from previous practice matches um, but you know from his output. You know, had a goal assist as well, um, that one to Dev Smith. Um, from his output, you'd have to say, you know, surely we're going to play him round one and, um, you know, give him that, that ability to go, okay, this is what AFL level is all about. These are the areas I need to improve and, uh, and really work on that. Because I, I think, like you, mate, um, there's a real player there. And I'm looking forward to um, seeing what he can do uh, in his AFL
0: career. Yeah, now Nick Bryan got a run, uh, yeah, especially in the start of that last term. He, and he actually rucked quite well, I thought. Um, yeah, and he even tried to uh, apply a few tackles. Like He might not have actually been recorded with a tackle, but uh, I could see him like hunting the Geelong uh, players when they had the ball. So I think he's the kind of player that um, will be waiting for his opportunity. I think he might have to wait a little while. I think... It's going to be uh, Draper as the first ruck, with Peter Wright being the resting ruck um, uh, when he's released from the forward line. Um, but you know, if they do go down the path of who's the backup ruckman, you'd have to say Nick Bryan will be next in line because uh, Andrew Phillips looks like you know he hasn't had a game yet, and he must have an injury concern, I, I would imagine, because. Um, you would dare think that uh, Andrew Phillips would be the backup generally, but at the moment I'd say Nick Bryan's in front of that.
1: Yeah, I'd agree with that, mate. Um, He's showing a bit, isn't he? And um, even though he's still a bit slight of frame, he's definitely bulked up a lot since he's uh, started the club. Um, As you say, like he only played 25% of game time, but in that time he had the eight hit outs, had a couple of clearances um, and, uh, you know, really seemed to be able to get involved and, I actually reckon um, yeah, we'll see him play this year. And I think you know, as he continues to build into his body, um, that combination of, of he and Draper will probably cause uh, teams quite a lot of headaches. I think both of them have got real class. We saw a couple of times where, where Brian tapped it down beautifully to Parrish. Um, and it's just like that sort of deft ability to, to tap it down. Um, straight down the throat of one of our midfielders um, that made you think, geez, we, we've probably got a bit of a player here. So, um, no, I thought it was a pretty pretty uh, promising game from
0: the young bloke and look forward to seeing him continue to develop. Now, Kale Hooker uh, kicked four on the night and looked pretty confident down forward. Um, yeah, he, yeah, he missed a couple of shots as well. So, to have you know, six opportunities at goal and uh, I guess his strength really stood out to me. Um, you know, we know he's never gonna win a hundred meter race, but um <laughs> you know, with with Kale, he you know, he's he is such a strong player and um you know if we can use him effectively, he can be a very good forward as we know. And uh my mind casts back the last time we played Hawthorne Mate in round one. Uh that was after our uh, after the players had served their, you know, the, their penalty. Um, if you remember that feeling, you know, the, the march to the G and, and all that, that that night was just brilliant. And um, Mr Hooker had a big say in that game. Yeah, he did, mate. It
1: uh, always brings chills to to remember those games. Um, yeah, I thought, like, he obviously wore, uh, warmed up into the game, had those missed shots early, but... <laughs> Yeah, you know, really showed his marking power, like six big marks. Um, even laid a couple of tackles, a big bloke. Um, but yeah, to kick four goals too—that's a pretty good day at the office um, for a forward. Um, and played eighty percent of game time, which shows me his, his fitness is obviously going all right. Um, so yeah, a good game from Kale Hooker, and um, yeah, hopefully he can t- continue that form going into the season um, because we'll certainly need um, yeah, plenty of. Uh, plenty of opportunities to to kick goals, which I, I think we will find hard to uh, get big scores. But I think you know if Cale Hooker can continue to present and and kick a few himself, um, that'll certainly help us uh, on that side.
0: Now another player has been turned defender over the preseason's been Ned Carl, and um, yeah, I thought he was you know from he didn't have a lot of the footy, I must say, but. Uh, And his kicking can sometimes be a little bit off. But um, there's a couple of plays that really stick in my mind where he just the overlap running. And uh, there was one part where he just hit up Tipper brilliantly in the forward line, I think it was. And, um, yeah, I think he's quite a player. I do think at some stage he will go back as a forward, um, particularly the way our list is made up at the moment but I think this might be more of a development coaching rule for him at the moment, just to, to know what it takes to play defense in the uh, AFL. And then he can take that forward when he goes forward to know, you know, how the, um, how his defender is going to play on him. You know, maybe learn some tricks of the trade. So yeah, I think, uh, Ned, uh, without having, you know, without dominating, um, Actually, he quitted himself quite well, apart from sometimes his kicking can be a bit off and not hit a target. Yeah, I'd I'd agree with all that, James.
1: I think he's quite a skilled player, so I think it's probably just learning that role and getting up to the speed again of AFL footy. Uh, I've got no concerns because he he looks to be really fit. As you say, his overlap run um, was great. always presenting an option. Uh, Ended up with 10 possessions, um, recorded as having the one tackle, but I certainly saw him harassing a fair bit. Uh, had a clearance as well, um, so yeah, I think he uh, he played
0: fairly well, and he'll continue to um, to develop into that role. Braden Ham, uh, a player that you know, I've got a lot of faith in. I, um, you know, I know he's terribly undersized at times, uh, but I, I must say it didn't look that noticeable, uh, particularly out in the ground. Um, that you know, I think. Previous to that, he looked like the, yeah, he had no right to be on an AFL ground by, by the size of him. But, um, yeah, I thought, yeah, he, the good thing about it is he's quite tenacious. Like he's, a, he's got a huge tank on him, and he um, definitely you know, does apply that in a defensive nature as well. So I can imagine Truck really valuing that, um, knowing that he's, he wants to be more defensive-minded. So, I think there's a real opportunity for Braden, but um, yeah, we also need to see him use his attacking skills to hit the scoreboard and, you know, be a player that has that point of difference. So, yeah, I reckon um, Braden Ham should be quite optimistic of getting a spot in round one. Um, Particularly, yeah, I think the best play he had on that night was a couple of tackles late. that ended up generating a goal for Devin Smith just from him, you know, applying to the good tackles and pressuring the ball inside our 50.
1: Yeah, absolutely, mate. Um, you know, I think he's a real player. Um, and particularly, um, you know, his run I think will be important for us on the bigger grounds, like, you know, your MCGs and, and that kind of thing. So um, obviously less opportunity on the thinner grounds like GM HBA, um, but, you know, he kept running all game, uh, had the 12 disposals in the end, had a shot at goal as well late. You know, that was the one where Cox got it to him and he had that ping at goal from the pocket. Uh, didn't go through, but I thought it was good he had that, that ping at goal. Um, yeah, recorded as only the one tackle, but he kept pressuring all game, which is uh, good to see. Um, 320 metres gained uh, from a wingman. So I think that's uh, a fairly good sign that he's, he's playing his role um and i look forward to seeing him continue to develop um you know he's definitely gotten bigger across his shoulders and uh you know around the torso um so, which is which is good obviously helping him um you know throughout the afl season i think his challenge will be keeping that weight and continuing to build his body um you know to the afl standard but i i think he's a good player i think um if we can continue to use him because i think he does have a damaging kick on him um It'll be excellent and, uh, yeah, look forward to him playing plenty of games this season.
0: Yeah, now Will Snelling, um, I, I thought he was a little bit better than uh, the week before, you know, when he played in that trial match against Carlton. He, he seemed to really struggle to get into that game. But, um, yeah, Will Snelling, like again, he, he found a bit more of the footy. I think he had, you know, 14 or 15 positions, mate, and, um, yeah, he, he always harasses and, he is a player that will always handball the ball before he kicks, um, which is quite strange because he, he actually has got a pretty good kick on him um, you know, in the limited form I've seen of him. Um, I've never been concerned with the way he kicks the ball other than sometimes it's a little bit too, you know, chippy. You know, he just chips it and I think uh, defenders can read that. So, but um, he can hit a target too, so... Yeah, I just hope he doesn't always rely on a handball
1: yeah you're right mate like um you know when he started with the bombers you know that, that 2019 um season like he kicked a few goals even in that that qualifying final against west coast like he he kicked a couple he was basically one of the only ones that um you know you, you thought you felt assured when he had the footy in his hands so it is funny he's uh, sort of gone back into his shell and handballing a lot more, like out of his 14 disposals, only had the three kicks. Um, did lay a couple of tackles, but um, he's sort of funny. He's one of those players you don't really notice a whole lot. I guess you know, maybe he plays more that inside role, uh, which we did see him play a lot uh, last season. Uh, but certainly I think he's got a lot more value to us uh, delivering the ball inside 50. I think he's, um, as you say, he's a good user of the footy. And he needs to work more towards his strengths because yeah, games like this, you know, personally, I I didn't see the value add he gave us. Um, you know, I think other players could play a similar role. Um, so I think, you know, his point of difference needs to be that assured kicking. There was a, a part of the game where he was inside 50 and should have had a ping. I, like i I would have felt confident with him having a shot at goal, but he, he decided to pass, and I think the ball got chopped off by the Cats defenders and, and out they ran with it. Um, so, yeah, you know, I'm, I'm sure he'll continue to work on that. Um, so, I, honestly, I, I think it was a fairly average game um, from Snelling for mine,
0: uh,
1: but, you know, it is the preseason. Yeah.
0: Uh, Anthony mcdonald Tip and Woody playing footy. Um, <laughs> he... Um, did quite well without kicking a goal. Um, yeah, I think in general in, in field play, yeah, you know, his tackling efforts were fantastic. I, you know, I saw him get a number of tackles and just the way he lines up the opposition is fantastic to watch. Um, yeah, obviously we'd like to see him get on the scoreboard a bit more, but um, you know, considering it was our first real proper game uh, in a in a Amy series, uh, yeah, I was quite content with his at-work rate and um, would have loved to see him kick a goal or two, but uh, that will come, I'm sure.
1: Yeah, absolutely. I mean, uh, so missed that goal, uh, but had the two-goal assists. Uh, played the six tackles, um, but yeah, I certainly saw him um, yeah, throw his body around, you know, bump and blokes, um, left, right and centre, and really made um, some of the cats earn it um, if they wanted the footy uh, and potentially... Uh, Few of them heard steps and decided to maybe not take possession at that time. Um in the end, had the 11 disposals. Um, and he is one of those players that you do feel assured when he's got the footy. Um, yeah, you know, I sort of wish more of the bombers players had those uh, capabilities to uh to enter inside forward 50 with the same assurance as, as we see with Tipper. Um I, I think a fairly solid game uh from Anthony McDonald Tip and Woody and um yeah. I'm really hopeful that he'll uh, continue um, that sort of four-quarter effort uh, every game um, because he certainly looks a lot leaner. Um, you know, he, he seemed to glide across the ground a bit a bit easier. Um, so I, I think a fairly solid game from him.
0: Yeah, and finally, uh, Alec Waterman uh, didn't come on until, I think it was in the last quarter, mate. And, yep. Um, just couldn't quite... Um, get a chance to have a a hit the scoreboard like he did the week before. Um, And just had a couple of possessions, I I think. And um, yeah, I probably thought before that, um, he might've been in the frame for around one spot, but considering only played in the last quarter and lists or the list will have to be cut even more. uh, Maybe that's an indication that um, he's not in Ben Rutten's first round uh, plans.
1: Yeah, it was, a, it was a bit funny. I mean, he kicks four. Um, I'm not sure what else you can expect from the bloke, but um, uh, yeah, I, I think it's very difficult for those players that came on in the last quarter um, to sort of get that that run into the game. Um, so he obviously found it difficult to, uh, to get involved. Uh, did lay a tackle though, which is good. So, um, you know, if he's not getting the ball himself, it's good to see that he's got that defensive aspect to his game. Uh, but yeah, apart from that, it's not really much we can comment on from the limited exposure he had.
0: That's right. Well, mate, um, is that the last of them? Did we that's get them the on? last of them? Yeah, because
1: Alec Waterman <laughs> came on wearing the number forty-five instead of uh, forty-two that he wore against the Blues. So, um, yeah, I wonder if that's that's finalised his
0: number or not. Yeah, and I guess yeah, you know, the other question is, I, I love the I love the uh, knowing what players wear what number. So. Does that mean that you know um, the yeah? Does that mean that uh, Baldwin's going to either wear forty two or forty four or you know yeah? Uh, uh, you know, I like the the backgrounds of numbers, so I reckon um, uh, you know it's either obviously a question of is he going to wear forty two or forty four by by my reckoning, um, and uh, yeah, maybe he was going to pick up a good mates. Uh, Sean McKernan's old number forty-four, mate, or hey. <laughs> or uh, he's going to make Nat Rat forty-two. Because <laughs> um, we're not going to talk about uh, Adam Saad. You know, the, he should not be mentioned uh, <laughs> <laughs> um, uh, anymore this season because, uh, yeah, I'm still dirty on the way that he left. But um, yeah, I. I yeah, it'll be interesting to see when numbers are finalised um, and whether that was just a, a one-off for Waterman. But um, it looks like, yeah, he's obviously chosen the 45 by the, just by the basis that he wore that on the night.
1: Yeah, but, yeah, that's it though, mate.
0: Yeah. All right, well, uh, I think uh, there's not much more to add. I think, um, yeah, obviously the Bombers don't play next week. But I was thinking of having a bit of a preview show, mate, for um, maybe we can do a prediction for our round one side before it's named and um, yeah, we can do that maybe next weekend, um, just as a filler before the season starts. Beautiful, sounds good. Alright, well um, thanks for listening, everyone. Um, I guess uh, yeah, I, I hope you all were happy with the, with the efforts of the Bombers on, on Saturday night. I, I think there was a lot to like and um, until next week, um, go bombers. Go dons.